Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. You may know me as someone who actually had a BlackBerry in my hand when I was having my son 16 years ago, which was a really problematic thing for the doctors. But in my spare time, I talk tech and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today in the red chair is John Chen, the CEO of BlackBerry. Before joining BlackBerry in 2013, he was the CEO of Sybase. He also serves on the boards of Disney, Wells Fargo, and the National Committee on U.S.-China Relations. We'll have a lot to talk about there, John. Okay. Uh, welcome to Recode Decode. Thank you. So we talked on the stage at the Code Conference, or All Things D, I guess, back then. Yes. Um, when you got there, when mm-hmm. you first got there. Let's like review review your background really quickly for, the, for people who don't know you, and then talk about what you've been doing at BlackBerry since. Okay, my background. Um, well, I, I was born in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. um, grew up in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. came over to the United States for schooling, uh, went to Brown University for electrical engineering degree, went to Caltech for my master of electrical engineering. Pretty good places. Uh, uh, decent schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I started working in the United States and as an engineer, mm-hmm. designing microchips, uh, microelectronics for a company called Burroughs. I remember Burroughs. Uh, and then it became Unisys. Mm-hmm. Um, I then left and went to a, a company called Pyramid Technology. Mm-hmm. As in those days where the Unix box was supposed to replace all the IBM mainframe that was at true. the time, right? Uh, the downsizing, the right-sizing movement, the open systems and all that. So I went there um, and then I sold that company to Siemens, being part of the Siemens Nixdorf board. Um, stay at Siemens for a couple of years and worked out at Munich most of the time. That's where my office was actually pretty... I always like to tell people my I have the longest commute, San Francisco, <laughs> to San Jose to Munich, yeah, yeah. I, um, which I did travel back mm-hmm. and forth a lot at the time. Anyway, um, 1997, decided to return back to the Bay Area and ran into people at Sybase, and the Sybase was trouble at the time and right. was a relational database company looking for the next chapter, so to speak. I like to call it the next chapter. I don't like to call it turnaround. So I know. I, I, wanna, I can't wait to get right. to So anyway, so there um so we did we did okay there. Um, you know, we were the first one who got into the mobile and the mobile databases, and mm-hmm. uh, and then sold it after eleven years later. Sold to SAP and merged with SAP. Had a pretty good return at the time, um, and I stayed there for a couple of years to help integrate it, and then went to um, being an advisor for uh, Silver Lake. The private equity oh, firm. Oh, that's how they dragged you in. Okay. <laughs> uh, at Silver Lake, we look at all kinds of companies, uh, including looking at BlackBerry. It was Research uh, in Motion, right? It's called Research in Motion. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was looking at it as a potential take private candidates and like Dell and didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same year did that did yeah. Dell, by the way, uh, and didn't work. Why uh, didn't it work? Well, it was a company that losing market share, uh, burning a lot of cash. Uh, there's no stability on the on the revenue, and so this is not a PE model whatsoever. Right. So, um, so but I got interested in the company, got spoken to a recruiter a number of times. What interested you? I mean, obviously BlackBerry was such an iconic company, and it was Canada's pride, of course, that it was up in uh, in Canada. And what was it, Water? Waterloo. Waterloo, that's right. right. Waterloo. Um, and uh, the CEO has been on stage at our events a uh-huh. number of times, the founders. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I, that struck me was that they sort of were really far out front early on and then lost the, the race really quickly. Right. Lots in, of in the technology. Mid-2000s, yeah, right? lots of technology. I think uh, 2009 was the best year ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company is like um, 80 billion in, in market cap and. Well, today it seems small, but right. <laughs> those days were big. Yeah, uh, eighty billion, and I think the the revenue was about twenty billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, things were going relatively well at the time. Um, what interests me, the company, um, and their messaging was way ahead of everybody. Yeah, else. The, the the BlackBerry messengers are mm-hmm. way ahead of everybody. BBM. What really attracted me to the company's technology. I mean, yes, it's an iconic company, and it's not only iconic. In um, Canada, it's iconic globally. Of course. Um, and then also on top of that, you know, like everybody else, I grew up with BlackBerry. I had my, right. my, you know, I grew up with Pager, by the way, the Rim Pager. Right, first, the Rim Pager. Right? So and then I grew up with BlackBerry. Um, and it was uh, called the Crackberry. They called it Crackberry. And, still and, in Washington, it remains the Crackberry. Yes, sorry, exactly. So I thought, you know, in looking at the technology and because I'm, I had an engineering background, I was really impressed with not only the technology know-how, but the patent, you know, and, right. and, the, and the way they, it, the innovation was being conducted. I, mm-hmm. I, it was, despite the fact that 
business fell apart for good reasons, business. but it was really a a great technological company. Mm -hmm. And I thought the world deserved this. This company deserves to be around. All right. Um, you know, I always look at companies and say, is it, why is this company around? <laughs> is it deserving to be around? And it has, it Survivor. has, it has a meaning. Survivor. It deserves to be around. <laughs> so, you, so you went there despite all the, you went there right in the, in the face of a lot of headwinds at that time. Oh, it was, uh, it, I think it was close to being the sold. end. Yeah, it was, there was rumors it, of sale. It was all kinds of right. stuff. It was, it was a sale and, and, and the, and the bad part of it, it was a sale and no, no buyer. <laughs> <laughs> So, thank you, John. I know, already. You know, I thought it was like, you know, oh, okay, you know. And here's the thing: after I done, you know, ran Sidebase for so many years, a public right. company, um, I kind of took the running a public company, being a public company CEO, off my bucket list. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't mm -hmm. going to do this anymore. Right. And uh, so there were a number of companies call me when I was um, after we sold it to SAP, mm -hmm. and I find it, you know. Ego satisfying, right. maybe that's where we should that use that word. Uh, but it wasn't really exciting. I mean, I thought mm -hmm. a lot of good people around could run, you know, decent companies. I wasn't thinking about doing it anymore. I actually thought about starting my own company or actually going into different areas, you know, politics or or uh, writing a book or, or or even teaching for that matter. And I. Um, I wasn't going to run in at a company, so to speak. But when this case presented itself, I thought, A, you know, it has a soft spot in my heart, being mm -hmm. RIM, BlackBerry. B, the technology was very impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still have a lot of impressive technology. And C, I thought, hey, you know, this is almost virtually impossible. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it'll be fun to be able to do that. Then at least I felt like no downside I, the, 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 Yeah, the downside that my good friends tells me were if you stayed there long enough and it failed, mm -hmm. then it's on you. Right, but <laughs> if if it didn't quickly, so what? What did you uh, when you got there? What did you want to do right away to stabilize? Because I think a lot of Silicon Valley stories is all about the success, but it's how you deal with crisis. And I think you know Facebook's in that position right now. There's crisis now. What? What? How did you? stabilize the situation? Well, there are two things. I mean, the first very fundamental thing is so that you have to stabilize the financials. Right. But you take that as, as I mean, that's survival. You take that mm -hmm. aside. But I think you need to have... How many employees did they have at the time? Um, about 8,000. Okay. Right. And you have to get the employees. I was just getting to a point. But you have to get the employees feel that there is a future. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that there's, there is a, a level of confidence there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you know you can run the same play mm -hmm. because the same play is got, what got us here today. But that's the most comfortable play. I mean, what, I say, what was the play? Would you call um, building more cell phones? Right, you right. Know, more would, as consumer aiming at the consumer. Consu aiming at the consumer. In fact, it's really funny. BlackBerry never had a sales force that aim at consumer. Mm -hmm. BlackBerry have a sales force that work with all the telephone companies around the world. Right. All right. We do two things. A, we sell phones through them. Mm -hmm. And B, we interconnect all the all the network together on globally around the world. Mm -hmm. And they've done it in a very secure fashion. So those are the two things that BlackBerry really does. There, are no, there is not a sales force. There's not a person calling on a bank, a person right. calling on an enterprise. Um, it's, that, it's only that. Right? So even when we sold to the government, the government buy, right. they buy to, through right. do, you know, Deutsche Verizon, Telekom yeah. or, or, or T-Mobile in this case, or, or Verizon, AT&T and so forth. Huh. So, you, so the first thing was to, get the, to not do what they were doing. So what did you, what did you imagine they were, they were doing wrong? at the time that you had to shift out uh, of, because people are comfortable doing the strategy. Right. Uh, well, I think, first of all, we were very late onto the application space. Absolutely. Very late. Yeah. Uh, if you remember... The you, internet space. You, 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 yeah. and I, yeah. you and I both used BlackBerry before, right? right? Mm -hmm. you, you know, uh, we don't have apps. Right. Um, and then we were late on apps. And, and then we didn't really embrace the whole world of web browsing mm -hmm. as early as it should be. Right. Uh, you know, the early days of BlackBerry, um, you know, w w it takes a long time to do, a, to lower page. Right, for right, For example, exactly. remember that? Yeah. Now, however, I have to, you know, defend the prior management a little bit. The reason of the lack of apps in the very beginning, it doesn't mean it's right, but mm -hmm. just happened to be, it's really more focused on, on security and privacy. Right. 
because they didn't want to open the API to everybody. Right. Uh, and and we are used by remember, uh, we're used by the, the presidents founder. of yeah. the world, right? right? And so I mean, it's 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 interesting debate. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it will come back our way this time. I know right? now, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, but it's an interesting debate. Um, but but we kind of shifted away from what the customer wants, mm-hmm. um, even for their, quote-unquote, in our mind, for their own good. Right. Um, uh, so that that's that number fun. one. The number two thing is really interesting, too. You remember we talk about the web browsing being very slow yep. right, and unsatisfying. Well, it was an attempt to save money for the customer, like you and I. So you didn't have to use as much data. So what we do is we do buffering. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, Instead of having a continuous... Um, uh, connections, right. we, we do a buffer. So that's why you remember the days when half a page will load and yep. then you have to wait for a little bit and then the other half the page will load. Mm-hmm. It's like the 2K buffers in each of the buffering. Now, the idea of that is because um, the data plans are very expensive. They were. The roaming plan is outrageously expensive mm-hmm. and the network was kind of, uh, well, you know, a lot of times doesn't perform consistently. Maybe. Right. Okay. So this was designed... For the to protect benefit, that, and then the Apple changed everything. Right, and then Apple changed everything. In and remember the early days of Apple, it, it kills that battery. Mm-hmm. Remember that, you yep. know, and it, and the costs is outrageous. The costs were high. I remember right. being with a Google executive who had spent ten thousand dollars in China. Yeah, uh, and I he was complaining. I was like, and he, I should write a story. I said nobody cares if a stupid Google executive who's rich was <laughs> yeah. dumb yeah. with his phone. Yeah. It was, but it was interesting. I remember the costs being like enormous. Like, enormous, yeah. But and it was, was the right like, directional. It was directionally correct because Apple forced down. On the prices exactly, and, and I think I think again, you know, there's a technological reasons, there is a customer reasons, and there's a business reason that teaches us a lesson that you can't really emphasize any one of those three more than the other, right? Uh, and that causes disruption. And right. anyway, uh, long story short, that's uh, so. So I came in, I look at the the business. We're mm-hmm. still trying to make phones, mm-hmm. um, and and now we lost volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we lost the kind of the BYOD world. And mm-hmm. we, we let um, Apple and Android get into the handset space. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's uh, you know, so things that I helped the you know, company did was to go completely open systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of fighting iOS and fighting Android, we try to embrace their community. Mm-hmm. So we've made our technology, security, and software that could run across it, including our messaging BBM. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so in some cases, it's still a little late. Mm-hmm. Kind of the market have kind of gone on, but at least in this way, we have a much bigger available market. And how hard was that to do that? Because it's hard to shift a, a culture because that was a very strong culture under its founders, as I recall. It's very hard. Yeah. It's very hard. So what are, you, what are the things you did? Well, first of all, we made a number of acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to change a number of managements. And a constant communication we call the town hall. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of town hall by myself, by my direct reports, by their direct reports. And in fact, sometimes in the past, I remember some employee would say, I'm, I'm, I'm town hall fatigued. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many <laughs> Too town much halls. Information. Right? I keep, keep saying that. So you kind of say, this is a strategy. We come up with one first and then say, this is a strategy. And then you tell them this is a strategy. They're going to tell them again and tell them again until they said, either I buy it or right. I'm, I'm moving on. Right. Or I'm moving on. And right. the strategy you were trying to embrace was this open. Can you explain that just a little uh, yeah, more? And then when, I, we, when we get in the next section, I want to hear what they're, the, what's going on now. Because I think most people... I right. don't have BlackBerry at the okay. top of the, the strategy really is uh, we took everything that we've done well in, in building a handset. If you think about BlackBerry handsets, the first thing that came to your mind is security, mm-hmm. reliability. Right. Um, uh, durability. Uh, durability. Right? Um, productivity. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I remember people telling me, you know, they could write a script on, on a BlackBerry, mm-hmm. um, entire script or a movie on a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, so behind, and then so I kind of click one level down. And they and like say, the, keyboard, the keyboard. And they love the keyboards. So that's productivity. Right. And then the keyboard gives you accuracy, give you all that, mm-hmm. and give you look ahead. So our keyboard 
um, has the best learning, self-learning capability mm-hmm. and look ahead and get you the right words. Right. Anyway, so we took all that. You click down one level and say, what are the technology, mm-hmm. what are the patterns that supported that, right. that, that enabled that happened? Right? And then we took that and say, okay, let's make that a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we built a, a software version of a hardware that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we employ everything Absolutely. we do that is in the security, reliability, productivity, durability area. We do everything we do there um, and make it a software platform for people to manage endpoints, which mm-hmm. we could talk more about. Right. And and when you said security, I want to get to that in the next section. Um, the idea of security now, as you said, has come back around, this idea of privacy, security, and everything else. Yeah. How do you look at that? You know, you obviously, that was your, pretty much BlackBerry's the keyboard strength. and security were pretty well, much its strongest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's exactly what we what we did. Um, we we think about the best thing we do is to manage devices. You know, so, if you think devices broad in a broader sense, it's the endpoints. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, we're going to make the endpoints, and we're going to open up managing not only BlackBerry but everybody's endpoints, mm-hmm. um, including phones, tablet, PCs, right. equipments, blah 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 blah. Right medical devices and so forth. So if you think about the world of endpoints, and we will we build a platform, software platform, to manage that endpoint and manage it securely. Mm-hmm. And this is how we imported everything we know how to do in securing a phone into securing an endpoint right. management software. Right. This is where we are today. We're going to take a quick break now for a word from our sponsors. We'll be back in a minute with John Chen from BlackBerry. Today's show is brought to you by European Wax Center, They want to tell you about pink tax, an unfair tax on goods and services that are marketed to women. As a result, every year, women pay more than $1,300 more than men for the exact same things. Women's basic clothing, like white t-shirts and jeans, cost more 40% of the time. Women's personal items, like deodorants and razors, cost more 56% of the time. European Wax Center wants all women to feel that they can be confident in their own skin and confident in demanding a level playing field Go to axthepinktax.com. That's A-X with just an A-X and not an E at the end. One more time, that's axthepinktax.com to learn more and see how you can help raise awareness about this important issue that affects all women. I'd also like to tell you about one of our other podcasts, Recode Media with Peter Kafka. Peter, who'd you talk to this week? Hey, Kara. Guess who I talked to this week? He's an internet celebrity. He's the new Walt Mossberg. He's Marcus Brownlee also known as MKBHD. We explain what that means. Um, again, you have not heard of him, I'm guessing, but I bet your kids have. He's a huge, huge YouTube technology star, which is a thing that didn't really exist a few years ago. We talked about how he created that business, how he's running a four-person business that allows him to own a very nice car at age 24. It's a very cool interview. I was psyched he came by. You will like listening. Sounds great, Peter. You can find Recode Media on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're here with John Chen. He's the CEO of BlackBerry. He's talked about taking over BlackBerry four years ago when it was in a lot of uh, trouble. Talk about where it is now. How many employees do you have? You said you had 8,000. Yeah, we now have about half the size. Half the size. About 4,000. And it's located here. Well, still, a headquarters in Waterloo. It's still a Canadian company. Right. Um, our majority of our engineer is in Waterloo, Mississauga, and Ottawa. Okay. In, and so you live in Canada? No, I live in the Bay Area. We have a about 600 people or so in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and through the a number of acquisitions we made. We bought a company called Good Technology. Mm-hmm. We bought a company called Ad Hoc and uh, uh, Watchdog. So we bought a few companies. Um, that's part of the implementation of the strategy we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. building it organically and building it inorganically. So talk about what you do now. How would people think about and interface with BlackBerry now? Well, we... In your main areas of business. Yeah, the, uh, I, I have three businesses mm-hmm. uh, in it, and they're all interrelated. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the most important business or the biggest part of the business is something called endpoint management. Mm-hmm. called the Unified Endpoint management. This is the security. The security. Um, it, it, this is to help enterprise to manage their devices and everything that connects to the internet or a their own private network mm-hmm. uh, to manage those devices uh, and the application deployment of that of those those devices. That's the most important thing. So that's the, these are the banks and the G seven governments. And, mm-hmm law firms and hospitals and to, right. to, okay, so those are that. The second one, which catch a lot of people fancy, was what I call it the embedded technology. Um, embedded technology, we are actually in 60 million cars out there running around, automobile, right. and uh, we are very early in the connected uh, space. 
I have to give you a little bit of a history back. Sure. Yeah. Um, we bought a company called before my time. Mm-hmm. We bought a company called QNX, mm-hmm. which happens to provide it from Harman. The people who Music. build, yeah. build okay. uh, it's part of Samson now, but they used Speakers. to be yeah, uh, uh, Harman. And they build components for cars. So they, they are called a tier one. Uh, so their customers will be like the Ford and the GM and the you know, Mercedes right. and Chrysler. So stuff, right, the big van, the auto vendor. So we bought that company from them because the claim to that company is they have the most secure microkernel technology, which is operating systems. So the idea is to take this operating system, put in things, happen to be cars in that mm-hmm. case, um, and and secure it. Right? That when the reason why um, the one of the founder actually was the engineer who bought this, um, the reason why they bought it was they got to create a new operating system for a phone, mm-hmm. the most secure phone. It's called the BlackBerry 10. Mm-hmm. It actually came out as a product. And um, when I came in, I thought the phone business had limited runway. Right. I thought the car business had huge runway. Huge, huge runway. Right. So we decided to switch back into car, or me to focus on car. It has always been in cars, but to kind of add focus to it, sure. add investment. And instead of only doing things like infotainment system, like maps and all that, and audio equipment and so forth in the car, we branch out, we added to it like uh, safety systems and virtual cockpit and um, you know, over the air technology, hypervisor. A lot of things to do with safety and security of a car right. and telematics. So now we have, instead of just doing infotainment, we now have 10 or 12 different modules in a car. And um, this happened to be one of our highest growth area. You know, if you do um, a search on maybe the last six to 12 months worth of press releases and the announcement of wins, you know, we partnered with Baidu and Qualcomm and NVIDIA and to build a connected cars and a future autonomous right. uh, platform. Now, this week hasn't been too kind to us. No. <laughs> because of uh, a lot of uh, happenings in the car area. Right. Uh, anyway, the so accidents. The mean. accidents, yeah. We could talk more about that. We actually have two, two cars being time. tested. Yeah. So that's the second part of the business. The third part of the business is take a lot of stuff that you're talking about, like keyboards and all that, mm-hmm. and, and building phones and operating system behind it and the security and all that. We license it to right. people. Um, so that's our licensing business. So, what happened to that lawsuit with Ryan? Ryan, uh, Ryan Seacrest? Seacrest? Oh, they, <laughs> they lost, so... Yeah. They stopped making you, you, it. They stopped making it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's not because we agreed on a royalty mm-hmm. base. Um, it's that, you know, their business wasn't doing well. Right, so. right. People did like it. The people who loved it liked it. But it was kind of funny that people were trying to mimic the BlackBerry. Uh, it's like, yeah, I remember uh, him showing it to me. I'm like, do you have rights to this? What? Like, I remember I was like, <laughs> Oh, uh, good question. Yeah. So he didn't, he didn't I, I should call it. you as witness. Yeah. <laughs> <all. laughs> he was, he, he kind of left that one besides. So the three bits. So you, who do you license the, uh, the, that to? Who do you license that to? Oh, um, so I licensed to a company, uh, like one company in China called TCL. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're building phones for, you know, obviously a lot of different markets around the world. I have a company that in India called Optimus. It's one of the top three cell phone companies mm-hmm. over there. And they, I, we license technology and they're building a BlackBerry over there for the mm-hmm. Indian market. It, it, with a BlackBerry there. brand. Yes, yes. Right. Um, How many BlackBerry phones are on the market now? I mean, that's not part of your big business, right? Or no, it's not part of my big business. Um, right now, we still These are people making. BlackBerry phones? We have a bunch of people making BlackBerry phones. Some of them um, are BlackBerry labeled mm-hmm. because you can't touch the operating system if you use the BlackBerry right. label because right. I manage the brand right. and the security. Uh, but you could also uh, license a sub-component Underneath, of ours right. underneath it and then you have use to your use your own brand. brand. You yeah, and so. phones you make no longer, right? No, we don't. We haven't made phones for the last... Yeah. yeah. No, we stopped. have to make our own phones. How would you imagine? Would you ever imagine getting back in the phone business? Making it? I would never say never. Right. There's, you know, but that, that's that's interesting kind thing. Like I mean, there's some people asking me Polaroid, about Polaroid, right? Retro. Right. You know? Yeah. It's a, why do, why do, you know, actually. No, I could buy a black you know, you, you, You'll find it very interesting. Um, I, I'm not suggesting we're going to make phones. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. For the foreseeable future, I think our strategy works pretty well right now and we're right. going to continue executing it. Um, but uh, I think there might be a need in this world right. for a phone yeah. that are very simple and just focus on email text, uh-huh. secure email, secure text. Right. Um, 
and and basic basic a basic browser. Do you go to Washington a lot? Because everybody yeah, has a BlackBerry there. It's very yes. funny. It's as if your company was the top company in the world. I I go to Washington. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny. Like it's really. You go to a party and they're all and you're like. They all have BlackBerrys. Yes. So it's shifting. They're definitely moving right. to iPhones. Um, but they are still all using our software. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we we mm-hmm. are. We have about four million federal employees on wow. our software. Right. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but before that, you also have a thing called Jarvis. Can you explain that? Mm-hmm. Jarvis is our latest uh, cybersecurity two sets. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, is it comes from you know the collection of our technology in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a binary code scanning mm-hmm. uh, algorithm, so software. Uh, it's cloud-based. So you, you build up a, a, um, you know, a, a set of rules and then those rules you could modify, you could learn by itself, you could build up. And it looks for um, very com- into complex coding, but mm-hmm. I don't need the binary. I don't need your source code. So I never will violate your IP. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking for certain patterns. Mm-hmm. And then it will identify, say, here's, here's, a, here's a piece of code that have too many loops in it, right. or too many subroutines, or sure. too many algorithms, you know, uh, branches, so forth. And, and you and you know, the developer as the, and their manager could decide whether this was something that they intended to do. There are a lot of uh, scientifically proven algorithms that you, know, you have code that are more complex, you open up more vulnerability windows. People could come in and attack it. And so we, our job is to find those windows and identify those. Right. Um, and so... Is it named after the Iron Man, Jarvis? Is that- <laughs> yeah, it, it happens to be the, the, the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the Iron Man, Jarvis, is the butler. Right, that's right. right? It's that's a computer right. butler yeah. for... Yeah. for Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember his name. Tony yeah. Stark. Tony Stark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or so, Larry Ellison so. slash Elon Musk slash whatever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, that was not, we have been calling it Jarvis ourselves too for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. This is again before my time. Right. Um, it's something that we used internally. Mm-hmm. Um, we expanded it to uh, be able to uh, um, take um, the rules for our customers, mm-hmm. like, like, an, like a car manufacturer. Uh, and then we make, you know, we, we were then going through all this complexity of the code, and then we generate reports for them and identify areas that could mm-hmm. be better managed, you know, closing the vulnerability windows right. and so forth. It's not only for cars, but we do, we release it for automotive at this mm-hmm. point, but we have plans to do it for other areas like the medical field. And which of these areas that you're in right now do you imagine being your most important? I mean, you, we'll get we'll get to the future mm-hmm. in the next break, but what do you spend most of your time in? Because you, you do have, what, tens of thousands of patents, correct? You have- 40, about 40,000 patents, uh-huh. yeah. For, 37 to be exact. So. Uh-huh. 37,000. How do you work that part of the business? Because that's got to be a big part of your business. Yeah, um, I, I, you know... I always like to tell people that we do go license our technology to other people mm-hmm. and patents. Um, we have some high-profile win case in some cases on, on the dock, mm-hmm. uh, but we are not interested in in just lawsuit or being a patent troll. Right. Uh, we we are. I call ourselves. You could. You, we you could, could, but we. But that's not. Being an engineer for so long, I have much more respect on and the other side right. of the equation. My, uh, I, um, I like to focus ourselves being in, in innovators and a patent creators mm-hmm. rather than you know, you know, expensing. You're using uh, our using the patent, but on the other hand, being a public company CEO, I have a responsibility to maximize the assets. All right? mm-hmm. So what we like to do always is we like to approach companies and say, hey. We would, license, we would like to license our technology to you. And some of them, by the way, you might be using already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it you know, depends on who they are. Some of them will say, yeah, I agree, and let's work out a business term. Mm-hmm. Some will say, no, you know, over my dead body and, and so forth. And then, you know, we try many different ways. Some will just leave it alone, and some we will go after them. Mm-hmm. And, but you don't consider that it's part of your business, but not the focus. Because again, it could be a bigger part, right? You yeah, could, um, not my focus. Not your focus. Have people come to you trying to buy your patents? Uh, a number of times. Number but of times. I, but, but patents is also very important for us to defend our own business. Right. So it's not just I sell my patents. I, right. Of course, you could always make an arrangement with that. But we're not a patent, patent company. company. Uh, right. We are a technology company that creates patents employed our patents mm-hmm. right? so to create businesses so we're not 
itself is not a business. Right. So what is the biggest part of those three businesses? That you have? Uh, the uh, youth, uh, employee management. Right. Uh, the fastest growing is the embedded software, the, right. the cars. The cars and stuff like that. All right, when we get back, we're going to talk more about the future of cars and security because it seems like right now is your time, John, because these are the issues that are popping up in a popular sense with yeah. Facebook and Apple and others. Um, and uh, it could be, I think you should do a BlackBerry phone. We'll talk about that when we get back. <laughs> we're going to take another break for a word from our sponsors. We'll be back with BlackBerry CEO John Chen after this. I'd also like to tell you about my other podcast, Too Embarrassed to Ask. Every week we answer your questions about consumer tech and the week's news. This week I talked to Recode's Kurt Wagner, who was in D.C., and The Verge's Casey Newton about Mark Zuckerberg's busy week of testifying in front of both houses of Congress. It was a great discussion about what he said and how that might change how Facebook does business. You can find Too Embarrassed to Ask on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Too Embarrassed to Ask. See you there. We're here with John Chen, who's the CEO of BlackBerry. We're talking about where their business is today, but I'd like to talk about the future. Like, right, let's start with security. Mm-hmm. Um, really a big issue. Hacking, Russians everywhere, you know, how to protect things, emails. How did you, when looking at this election where the emails stole and everything sort of pulled off of every kind of place, largely mobile, I think. Um, talk about where that is right now and how you all fit in, but in general, wh- how you look at the security space right now. Okay, um, I, I do agree with one of the statements you just made. I think mobile security is probably now the biggest threat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think the industry as a, a, a large had a pretty good handle on network security, mm-hmm. as in through the routers, or fixed point security, as in PCs and so forth. But I think the mobile is just the beginning of the... You know, I think we're talking about two different things. So one is about security, of uh, protecting the security of the devices and the code that is inside. Uh, the other one is actually exploiting the code. And so those are the privacy issue. So mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on just security. I don't really deal with privacy issue because we never use people's data. Right. Um, you know, uh, we have a lot of data going through our network, but right. we never, never use it. Why was that? Tim Cook talked about this in my interview with him last week, that we just wasn't our business and we could have made a lot of money doing it. You had a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't that your business? Well, it, it opens up exactly what is being opened up uh, right. today. Um, right. I personally believe that, uh, I'll just take me as an example. Mm-hmm. I believe that my medical data is my medical data. Right. My voting data is my voting data. Mm-hmm. My preferences is my preferences. If there's anybody who's going to monetize or benefit from it, it should be me. Right, right. right. You should be paid for it if you want to sell it. Well, or whatever. At least I have a choice. Yeah. Uh, whether you pay me, I, I, I want to sell it, I don't want to sell it, I, you know... You have the choice. I have the choice. But today there seems to be an industry goes around that they eliminate that choice uh, mm-hmm. by providing something else. I, you know, Free service. Yeah, in, in exchange for that. Perhaps called uh, Facebook. I, 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 <laughs> I, don't, I don't subscribe to that business model. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I, I believe data, your own data is yours. So uh, it's, I'm saying it's a moral imperative, but it's what you, what you are. I mean, Tim talked about this, Steve Jobs talked about this, privacy is sacrosanct. They, they don't, you don't trade on this or you don't make a business out of it because it creates not just that it's a thing you believe in, but that it creates enormous problems later and if it, you don't have the correct security in a place. Uh, exactly. And also the policy and guidelines are much more profound and, and involved than most people think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my job is to make sure you have a safe uh, environment when you use my product, software or hardware, uh, that you protect your own privacy and security. Mm-hmm. You have a choice over your own data and privacy security. That's my job. My job is not to exploit what you put in there. Right. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, to me again, not my cup of tea, but that's, you know, different people at different preferences. Right. What's the problems when you take that job on? Because you have a lot more responsibilities, which most of them abrogate. Uh, exactly. It's like bank taking people's money. Right. You have a lot more responsibility to make sure the money is safe. Right. Uh, right. And so it's not, it's not as, you know, I only provided you the vault. Right. And, and, and making sure that your money is yours. Right. Uh, and having, you know, other people that could use your money that's 
Right, that's a different responsibility. A different response. It's really interesting because one of a lot of stuff out of companies like Facebook is, well, we didn't, we don't want the responsibility of dealing with this. We don't want to make the choices. And I was like, you built the thing, like you built it the way you built it, and then you don't want to make the, then don't build it that way. It right, seems, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. So talk a little bit mobile security. So what what happens now? I mean, from your perspective, you are making the vault. So what what happens right now, or what's the real pain points or the the points that you're worried about? So. Security is always a cat and mouse game, right? Mm-hmm. We, we'll come up with algorithms mm-hmm. uh, that better secured uh, both software and hardware and the environment. Um, and some people will hack into it and we'll just make it difficult for them to hack it. And then when we identify the hack, we'll cover that, that, that vulnerability, so to speak. Um, and so we're doing a ton of work of that in like the automobile side of the equation. A big part of this whole environment, maybe I could call it, is analytics um, and identity management. And so that's where most of all of us, and I don't mean all of us at BlackBerry, but all of us in the industry are both are working on, which is have better analytics to trap potential uh, vulnerabilities and faults and threats, and as well as you know have identity management so um, sophisticated that it's going to make it harder and harder to to crack. Right. So those right. are the two areas. And what are the what are the areas you worry about for consumers now? What is when you think about that? I think is is attitudes. Right. Um, I, I I think there are a bunch of still we have a lot of people that uh, minimize the importance of of identity, privacy, and security. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, data security. I think they, in, as again in exchange of maybe you know, free services and application uh, or make their, their life more fun mm-hmm. and, you know, see games all, or yeah, games and, or, or even just sharing. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of time, um, I wonder whether sharing your, I mean, I, I don't share my locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I wonder whether, you know, I want to post the pictures and show you my family vacation, for example. Mm-hmm. Everybody feel, feel great about that, but that means pride at your home yeah, it, it's it's wide opened. Right, yeah. right, right. So, I mean, this might be too ridiculous an example, and and, and your, really. your your audience might say, "Hey, you know, what's the difference? You know, what's the difference and stuff?" Or you tell the post post office not to deliver mail. Don't you think the postman already know? Then, right, you know. So there is always a give and take in that area. But I like I try to intend to be more, a little more private and more protective mm-hmm. of my data. So does Silicon Valley have that mentality enough, or does something have to change with these new crises? We are changing. Right. right. It's just just the last two weeks. Right. It seems like it's the older people saying that, not the younger versions. And although it's interesting because it's the older people, not the middle ones, but the real young people care. Like my kids are like, don't take a picture of me. They're on Snapchat, so it disappears or they have control over, much more control over it. They won't use Facebook because of the sharing. It's really interesting. Uh, my kids are in their teens. Like Uh it's a really interesting, and they are very much like back off Facebook, back off Google and stuff. you know it's interesting. It's an interesting. That's interesting. Um, I don't have teenagers anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're right. I, I, you are absolutely right. You know my my kids are still using it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe maybe through all these discussion going on, they might they might think twice about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I haven't discussed it with them yet. Uh, but like you said, the older folks, uh, we've been wanting this. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, this is not like that new a discovery. Mm-hmm. It just happened to have um, a situation that caught the national attention. Right. Uh, it's well, there always, was an election, yeah. yeah because right. of elections. And it's always been uh, something of a concern mm-hmm. to older folks, I right. use that word. Right. So what do, you, what do you imagine will happen to the, you know, I asked uh, Tim this last week, what would you have done if you were Mark Zuckerberg? What would you do? After the... Yeah, he said I wouldn't get in the situation in the first place, which was kind of a nice smack <laughs> at him. But what would you do now? Uh, what I do now? Uh, well, I, I think he is, from what I read, mm-hmm. um, he is trying to do the right thing. He, mm-hmm. he has to do the audits mm-hmm. of what actually have happened and then close those windows. Um, the, they're out. The, the birds are out. The birds are gone. Uh, like, that's the problem. They can't get the data back, you correct? Can, you can. And then the, the people said they deleted data, but they never deleted the data, I read. Right. And so that, that they're unfortunate. Um, but, but going forward, I'm sorry to say there's not much you could do for things already happened. Mm-hmm. That going forward, you probably have you know be able to build a system that 
that restore that level of confidence. Does that go against the whole, what has been happening in Silicon Valley over the last 10 years, which is sharing, sharing, open, open? Does that go against that? Or yes, it does. So what happens to the businesses? Uh, uh, that I don't, I don't know enough to answer that question, but, okay. but it does. It can, I don't think you could have it both ways. Right. All right. What about in the cars? Now, obviously, this week there's also been a car. There's been right. some accidents, which are, look, there's, there was 10,000 regular car accidents in the same day right. uh, with people driving. Right. But that right. doesn't matter. People are focused on these autonomous cars if there's just right. one, um, of which there's going to be many, many, many over the years as they begin to iterate. Talk about the challenges there as you look at... 1.3 million people die in car accidents every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and that, I don't want to um, minimize... The single one. The single one. Uh, it, it's very tragic. But it's, it's kind of a little bit of a wake-up call mm-hmm. for all of us uh, that governments need to set a certain standard, safety standard, before they even the test should be resumed. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, as a technologist, this is troublesome to me because w- without a certain safeguards, mm-hmm. it, we're now, you know, letting signaling to the world that maybe these technology aren't ready for prime time and it's not safe. Right. And, and, you know, now the funny thing, I had that discussion this morning with somebody. <clears throat> all these 1.3 million fatality and all the countless number of accidents that surrounded it that doesn't have fatality. Um, you and I are driving and, and we feel it's in our control. Mm-hmm. But when you and I get in a car or a vehicle that you and I aren't driving and decide to hit the, the center wall, Mm-hmm. Um, you don't think it's in control. So if you ever have that feeling, um, that technology will not take off. Right. I, I, I don't care how I could show you, you know. It's much safer. In house, yeah. 90% safers. Uh, right. it, it, it doesn't matter. It will happen. So what happens to the industry? Where does it go next? What it, does it should not be on the roads right now? Because oh. at some point they have to be on the roads. Oh, road. absolutely. At some point, you know, you can't have a... a, a, a yeah, you can't have a vehicle that is supposed to be on the road and, and you don't test it on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's certain, it, the problem we have today is this. Um, we got states setting their own guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the states are quite flexible mm-hmm. about these guidelines on, on testing. Arizona, for example. Because right. yeah. so, they want to attract that business. They don't want to attract that business, right? Um, I think that needs to be looked at. Uh, I think the federal level and even more globally, global speaking level, um, every country is trying to set their safety standard from what an AV car, mm-hmm. autonomous vehicle should be, uh, should, should adhere to, safety standard. I really believe this is what the world that ought to be. Mm-hmm. Um, no cars that could leave the manufacturers without a certain standard. And those mm-hmm. standards will be set by a combination of private industry, self-regulated, and public um, policymakers uh, or national standards uh, body, I think it should be a combination of both. So should it be national instead of states? Because cars have yeah. always been regulated. Uh, absolutely need to be national. Has to be national. Uh, I, I, do you feel this administration has the wherewithal to do that? Well, I, I got involved a little bit with the AV start programs and mm-hmm. been writing letters to the senators and the, and, you know, and the, and the Congress people. Um, I, uh, that's a very interesting question. I don't know how to answer your question. I think um, Elaine Chao is the only non-controversial <laughs> member of the Trump cabinet, yeah, right? Yes, yes, yes. Has she done anything bad? No, she's no, quietly over there in the corner with uh, her husband, uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. DO, no, but DOT has, I, I have a couple, uh, several interactions with that. They have a proposal, mm-hmm. um, but it's it pretty much gets stuck with the lawmaker right now. Right. I, don't think, I don't think the administration people are, are, are slowing it down. Right, right. But they not. need to push it, too. They need to push it. They need to push it. What states are good in this area? California or? California's are reasonably good. Right. Um, um, I think New York's okay. Um, yeah. I think Arizona is kind of the out. But I don't think this is a state thing. I'm right, still again, making the case. It's got to be a federal standard. Yeah. Um, Do you, wh- what's the amount of time you think before there's going to be real autonomous vehicle use by consumers? Because it's going to be a big business for you. Isn't it? Everybody thinks it's going to be the 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't think we have a prayer of mm-hmm. 2021. I know there might be some autonomous vehicle being available that you and I could buy, but there were very few people, there'll be very few you and I, right. uh, in my mind. Um, I think 2025, a hybrid model will work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, the one interesting, interesting thing is we build our company based on uh, connected cars. Mm-hmm. 
So this is the one step before being fully autonomous. Right. And so the reason why our business is growing right now because of connected cars. Right. Uh, and so, so I have time. I I could You've afford got time to wait to wait on the, and the connected meaning fully yeah. using them and which is called a level four cars, which yeah. is. Um, they don't drive itself. You could override. Yeah, uh, you know, Tesla just heads. riding a Tesla yeah, in right. it. Um, it still is, you know, a fully autonomous car. I like better than a semi-autonomous car because I always feel like I want to grab the. I was in the Google one. I felt better in it because it feels like a ride. Oh really? Yeah, and if everybody has them, as long as they can see pedestrians, I'm oh, good. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. I almost got run over four times in Austin this weekend. So, and those were regular people driving, <laughs> so crazy yeah. people in pickup trucks. Let me just say, yes. there's a lot of aggressive men yeah. in pickup trucks in Austin, yeah. Texas. Um, but literally, I almost did, and I thought, wow, I'd like this to be a. T- I'd rather take my chances with an autonomous. But the car. problem is that a car. Um, don't want to digress, but the car has usually have a life cycle of ten years plus. Right. So even if we started selling right. autonomous vehicle today, right? Okay. For it to be fully, it'd be 10 John years from today. John yeah. would be dead. Maybe right. they'll ride us around in a car. Um, so last two, two areas I want to get to before we mm-hmm. finish is one is making Blackberries. So this retro idea, what could you do? Would you, would you ever get it? Like, why not do that? I think I should. Because you have a secure phone. Like, this is great. You know. I, should, I think I should find a, 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 a hardware partner mm-hmm. to do this. Has anyone expressed interest? I haven't, I haven't explored yet. Has explored it? What would, it I have like? user what would the BlackBerry exploring. phone look like? Huh? Would it look like the old one? Like, make it oh, real I clunky? Oh, I would love it. Yes. I, real clunky. I think, I think I'm going to, you know, remember the 9900? Yes, the boat. I remember. Right? Yeah. It fits right in your palm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could just do two, you know, yep, thumb. Yep, okay. yep. Um, yeah. Or the, I, little, the little memo, the little, uh, it was like a pager almost. It was a pager, right? It was a pager first. Right. Right? It with, was, but, but messaging. Messaging, yeah. I, I, I think um, somebody should make that. A big one. I really do. I think people Even Nokia. Would, people will buy. Here's the thing, the reason why people will buy I think this whole BYOD, bring mm-hmm. your own device, mm-hmm. in some ways, all the, all the businesses embrace it because they think this is uh, cost, there are cost advantages, right. and then they, they have choices to their employees, right. which, which are all great, right. great reason behind it. But the ability to manage it in a very secure world- It's difficult. It's, it's difficult and almost nightmarish, mm-hmm. right? So I think they would love to say, hey, for certain people, Use this phone. Right. It's secure. Right. I have audit trail on all your texts or right. your web browsing or your right. email. I could recover. I could over, you know, I could wipe it. I could do whatever I wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a work thing. Right. Okay. And I think there are a lot of professionals who say, okay, if I know that my stuff are going to leak, I'll, I'll take that. I believe, you know, regulated industry like doctors and lawyers and people that make deals, for mm-hmm. example, for investment bankers mm-hmm. uh, and government employees, I think they will love that. And you don't make it too fancy, and you, but you don't make it too um, right. too expensive either. So let's say, the, I said, the phone, I'm, I'm making this up as I go. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that's no fancy is, lines and Gorilla Glass uh, for you. Exactly. Right? So let's say $199. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and a, a phone, $150 a phone. Right. You can make it a very nice phone if you have very limited functionality, and right. but it's highly secure. Right. And CIO will love to use it yeah. because, you know, they could really manage these things. Right. BlackBerry right. is back. Everybody, wait. <laughs> um, and last just since you're an engineer, where, what do you think the most interesting technology com- coming forward? Is it AI? Is it robotics? Automation? AR? What are you most intrigued by? I don't know much about AR, mm-hmm. uh, which pers- Apple is obsessed with. Yeah, which, which I, I. Probably think that AI is probably the most interesting thing. Why is that? Uh, well, you know, if you talk about robotics, uh, robotics without AI is kind of useless, right? right? Uh, and so, and I think you know, machine will have to have a a much much deeper algorithms and mm-hmm. and, and much smarter. Mm-hmm. And I think that will open up a lot of different applications in mm-hmm. us in in our world, mm-hmm. and and so. I really believe the artificial intelligence is it's it's probably and but by the way, artificial intelligence has been around for I yes. still remember I went to sc- I went to graduate school and we were working on a computer program that will learn itself. I mean they will learn through their experience. Right. It's a very early on right. so that artificial right. intelligence. And they were looking at and, and and that program was 
monitoring database transactions. Right. So they will know that, okay, if you ask this question, they most likely you will like ask that question and right, all that. Right, so and then they start building that, that experience on, on, right. on you know, uh, logic. Right. Um, so I still think that's the most fascinating. The most fascinating. In my mind. In your mind. Whatever. And, and when you think about that, what, who do you think is critically, who will dominate that era? I know Google's sort of far ahead. Um, uh, yeah, I think they. I think they do. Um, I don't know all the details, but I believe IBM mm-hmm. is is one of the sleep, is the mm-hmm. one of the sleeper there. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and John, what is the most hype thing? That's my last final question for you. What do you think you like look at as an engineer, and you're like, oh come on. Uh, I am very involved in identity management. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the the. I wouldn't use the word coolest thing. I think it's the most necessary thing. Necessary thing. But what's the thing that there people talk about you think that is not going to happen? Oh, the hype-based things. Yeah. Um, oh, that's interesting. I, I, don't, I don't know. I I'll don't give know. you one. I had an argument with my kids this week when they were talking about robots taking yeah, over. Yeah, I said oh, robotics. I was going to say yeah. robotics. Yeah. Um, but having said the robotics, you know, I have seen many examples of, you know, robotics in medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, robotics in industry, heavy industry, right, carrying things, right. And so, um, I, it depends on. I'm talking about walking around, like the one Jeff Bezos was walking the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I think, I think. You know what I think? Yeah. I think robotics. It'd, it'd be the most interesting thing. Like robotic pets would be right. ridiculous, right? Right. I, I think we're gonna have we're gonna have humans having robotic elements before we're gonna have robots that are like humans. The like, why not just add stuff to us, and then we have to not worry about the, how all, to walk? Or from a medical point of view, yeah. Um, you know, Stanford is doing a lot of things about mm-hmm. you know biomechanical stuff that I'm sure. It will help people address their ailment. Yeah, the arms and things uh, yeah, like that. Yeah, so that, that, I think that's a so, good thing. So, John, last question. Are you re- regretful for having taken the job? Do you feel good about having taken this job? Oh, no, I feel good. Yeah. I feel good about taking the job. I, I just re-upped myself for five years, mm-hmm. um, uh, partly because I, I really believe, on a serious note, I really believe there's so much. That BlackBerry is now a safe company. We're, we're stable <laughs> and we're... We're, 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 we're making money and we, I mean what we're doing we're doing what we think we should be doing um, it, the, the future in front of us um, like you said securities um, you know all the autonomous stuff oh. we're talking about then analytics uh, and technology and reliability privacy are all in kind of in our wheelhouse right. and so you know properly executed doesn't mean doesn't mean guarantee but properly executed um, I think there's a lot of future in 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 this. So I'd like to see it gets on its way before I kind of move on to okay. do something else. All right, John, it was great talking to you. Thank you for coming on the show. If you enjoyed the interview as much as I did, be sure to subscribe to the show. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts, or just visit recode.net/podcasts for more. If you have a minute, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell other people about the show. This helps other people discover great interviews like this one. Now that you're done with this, you should check out our other Recode Radio podcasts on Recode Media with Peter Kafka. You'll hear no-nonsense interviews with some of the smartest people in media and entertainment. I also host Too Embarrassed to Ask, where we answer all of your questions about consumer tech. And on Recode Replay, you can find audio from all of Recode's live events, including the Code Conference and Code Media, and also that interview we did with Tim Cook on MSNBC. Thank you for listening to this episode of Recode Decode, and thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie, and our producer, Eric Johnson. I'll be back here on Wednesday. Tune in then. Today's show is brought to you by IBM. 16 million new-collar jobs will be created by 2024. To help fill them, IBM's new education model gives high school students workplace experience and an associate's degree. 90 P-Tech schools are already preparing graduates for tomorrow's STEM careers. Let's put smart to work. Find out how at ibm.com slash P-Tech.